Hi, welcome to the Business Vitality Podcast. I am your host, Katherine Canty. You can learn more about me and my team at KatherineCanty.com. For more than two decades, I have been able to travel the country and help other people grow their business. From those experiences, I was able to work with a proposal team that generated success 90% of the time for over a decade. We have created a leadership coaching program that is creating 100% measured results as seen by the leaders, peers, and stakeholders. And finally, I have spent nearly a decade in boardrooms, corporate boardrooms, where we are learning what's working and what's not. And more importantly, we're able to take the communication from the boardroom and get it down to the front line so execution is easier to implement. You know, from all these experiences, we created a framework called Business Vitality. These are all of the best practices of leaders and and opportunities that have been coming up decade after decade. And a lot of this stuff has been in practice for more than 20 years, 30 years and beyond. And what we're learning is a lot of these folks that are remaining vital in business today are having to think differently. And to share a quote from one of my CEOs that I've worked with in the past, he told me all day long he can hire folks, but what he needs more of are people who think outside the box. So in an effort to pay it forward and celebrate successes, we are going to be sharing stories of leaders who are thinking differently and remaining vital in business today. Please stick to the end and we will share how you can be a guest on the show. And thanks so much for being here. Matt, Paul Quest, you are the founder of 610 Marketing, found on the web at 610marketing.com. Thank you so much for joining us. Well, thank you so much, Catherine, for having me. I'm, I'm blessed to be on the show. I've been a big fan of yours for a while now. So I, I, I'm, when the opportunity arose, I couldn't pass it up. So thank you so much. Thank you for uh, for being here, being able to share some good stories. And uh, you know, before we kind of dig into this, I would love to hear from you. Tell me about Six Ten Marketing and and a little bit about the work that you're doing now. So Six Ten Marketing was founded in 2016, and I, I kind of had my uh, Jerry Maguire moment. Um, I was working for other agencies in Houston, and then I decided that uh, to take a to take a leap of faith and started Six Ten Marketing, and and it. The, the name, like I was mentioning to you off camera, was uh, it's derived from my height. I'm six foot ten. I used to play basketball collegiately and a little bit of pro. And the mantra is, why try to fit in when you're meant to stand out? And so 610 Marketing is just a natural and perfect fit. And then we've been successful. We've been in, what, uh, seven years now in September. Uh, so... Uh, we're we're blessed and we handle we're a full suite agency boutique but we handle anything digital we do pr crisis management um yeah it's 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 a, it's a great thing i love it every day is different that is the part of um i guess owning your own business and then also with sports you know things it's never the same thing twice. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't know much about basketball, but I grew up on a golf course <laughs> and, um, I was consistently inconsistent on the uh, golf course for all of my life. Um, but yeah, I, I hear your Jerry Maguire, um, plug in there and I hear the six ten and and basketball and, um, talk about how you got into that. If you don't mind. Well, um, as far as basketball, we're just, yeah. Starting into, yeah, so I started in, I found basketball on the playgrounds of my fourth grade intermediate school, you know, and uh, 
All I wanted to do was learn how to dribble between my legs. And uh, because that seemed to get a lot of attention in, in the fourth grade class. Right. And so, um, yeah, and it just kind of progressed from there. I just always I've always had that hunger and that desire, that competitive spirit that, you know, fueled me all my life. And, and so it just it was a natural progression from you know, junior high to high school and then wanted to play collegiately and, and continue on after my college career. So uh, the, the game of basketball has brought me my best friends and it's allowed me to travel all over the world. And, you know, and it's it's something that's near and dear to my heart. Yeah, I, I appreciate um, hearing, you know, just kind of how that how that evolves and how that happens. And, you know, if you've spent basically your whole life with, with basketball and, and it's a business and Mm -hmm. you're looking at it that way, you know, at times it can be kind of exhausting and, and, and maybe create a little bit of burnout. Oh Um, yeah. Do you ever feel like that along the way? And if so, can you, can you talk about it and how do you balance that burnout and that love at the same time? Yeah, there's definitely a burnout, you know, just when I was playing and now, and now as I transition into to the marketing space, there's definitely a burnout. What I found, one of the tools that I've recently discovered um, was, was meditation. Mm. And so, you know, I try to take at least 30 minutes a day every morning um, around 6, 6.30 and, and just kind of go to myself and just kind of reflect and think and, and design in my head of what... I want my day to look like what I want my week to look like. Um, Maybe somehow I can um, handle a situation, you know, oftentimes when we get into situations, we, we react emotionally. Right. And so I think by just kind of doing self-reflection, it helps me kind of have a better um, outlook on, on a way to handle a situation. better than just reacting emotionally and then regretting, you know? And so meditation has been huge for me and I've been doing it for about six months now. And it's, I'm not perfect at it, but uh, it's definitely helped with the burnout. Isn't that true though? Everybody thinks that they have to be these great meditators and they have to go like full blown into the world of meditation. And I'm working with clients now and they're leaders, they're, they're just, they're creating great results. And I intentionally asked them, how do you spend your time? And where's your planning time? Where's your reflection time? Because businesses that continue to thrive and and excel in this world, the leaders take time to think and plan and and reflect. And then mm-hmm. they 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 make adjustments, much like basketball. You know, you go, you play a game, you go back and you watch and you practice a ridiculous amount of hours just to perfect this one, you know, skill. play that you have, yeah. one skill. Yeah. And you know, meditation, people may think that's a, just a big waste of time. And I can't take five minutes and go meditate and I'm doing it wrong. I hear that all the time. I'm doing it wrong. I'm like, I meditate wrong all the time. So how do you, cause my mind's chasing. And then that's when yes. I know I need meditation. So yes. how did you even decide, you know, I'm going to give it a shot. And how, what was there like a burnout where you're just kind of like, something's got to give and I've tried everything. I might as well try meditation or how do you, um, how do you get into it? So I found it by coincidentally, um, it was kind of a perfect storm of events. Um, as I, as I, um, you know, got into 
being the, the, the head of 610 marketing and we've had success and, you know, I started to have more um, like panic attacks and I'm not ashamed to say it. I think we all have some form of panic attack or anxiety attack. And so one day I just had this crippling anxiety attack. Like literally, like I'm, I'm almost seven foot tall and I was on my knees, just like, just scared you know, and um, it was, it was, it was in that moment um, that I, I knew that I had to find an outlet to try and figure out how to cope. And then a couple of weeks later, my son who plays college basketball um, had a moment where he came to me and said, Hey dad, um, did you ever get depressed or did you ever have anxiety when you played you know and and I said you know Evan I said um unfortunately I said back when I played decades decades ago right it wasn't a we might have had it but we didn't have an outlet we didn't know what it was we just kind of worked through it right it wasn't a hot topic it wasn't you know it wasn't in the forefront of society like it is today right mental well uh mental health and and so um, it was it was that combination that I knew that I needed to, one, find help for him, right? And then two, I needed to find help for me and find, you know, a, an outlet to, to deal with the anxiety and the stresses of, you know, being a, a creative founder of a digital marketing company that... Yeah, so it was, it, I mean, that's kind of the long story, but it was just it was just a perfect storm of things that I just said, Hey, I, I need to, I need to make a change. I need to find an outlet. And that's, yeah. that's what happened. I think that there's a lot of um, good information in there because, you know, growing up, we weren't encouraged, or at least for me, I wasn't encouraged to talk about all these feelings and all this mm-hmm. stuff. And so I purposely, I, I remember being at the age of 14, I said, I'm going to bottle this up. And when mm-hmm. I get older, I'll deal with it then. And yeah. then we fast forward, you know, 30 something <laughs> years later, I'm like, you know, I've been bottling this up very successfully for a very long time. At what point do I need to unpack some of this? And so it's, I just feel that there's so much that we just carry around that we need to just let it all, let go of whatever it is that's in the past and what the stories are we're telling ourselves and to have a little bit of self-compassion and to be able to talk about it at a younger, earlier age, like what you're doing with your son. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that'll make us better players in the game the game, mm-hmm. whether it's on the court or the game, whether it's in business, um, mm-hmm. we've, we've got to be able to, to do that in order to create the space, to create the creativity that you need for business. Catherine, you know, that like, you're, you're exactly right. Um, I, I was really proud of Evan, my son, um, for him, just recognizing that there was something that wasn't, that was off for him, you know, and for him to, to recognize that and to have the, the, I don't want to say courage because I don't think courage is the word, right? I'm his dad. He can talk to me about anything, but just to have the courage to come to me and say, Hey dad, like, um, did you ever go through this? Because I'm dealing with it now mm-hmm. and I'm trying to figure out a way to, to manage it. And the first thing I asked him was, look, um, 
how bad do you think it is? Like, is it to where it's like life ending type thing? Like, is that what you want to do? And he was like, no, no, no. I was like, okay, Evan, that's great. That's a start. We can find, you know, help and we can, and now he goes to a therapist, you know, twice a month and, and he's finding those tools through therapy to, to manage that anxiety and that stress. And so I'm, I, I've got a, I've got a really, really great kid and he's, I'm really proud of him, but for, you know, a 22 year old to, to figure out that he needs some sort of treatment or some tool in his bag, because this is what's going on in life. I was amazed. I, I couldn't have done it at 22. I, I wouldn't have known. Yeah. I was with you at the same age of 22. I'm still like packing it in the corner, going to deal with it later and totally deny. And then later I'll figure out, Oh, wait a minute. Maybe I need to address this. Um, you know, these, these thoughts that we tell ourselves in our head that I know Brene Brown talks about a lot. And, um, you know, it's, it's just important to take that time. And, you know, when we're at that age, also in the twenties and thirties, you know, we're in a different mental space and, and we're out on our own for the first time. And, um, some of these younger leaders that I'm working with that are in their, 30s and and going into their 40s, kind of just depending on what these life experiences are that they're working with. Um, you know, self-compassion is is part of this process. And I don't, they don't teach this stuff in school. Um, and you know, I'm looking at your experience that you bring to the table. And obviously you had to have some self-compassion along the way. Um, do you mind sharing with me, you know, how do you how do you practice it and and what do you teach others with it? I I'm a big believer in karma. You know, oh, and yeah. so, yeah, if if you treat people with compassion and respect and, and you know, you do right by others and you give of yourself and not think of what is the angle, what can I achieve from it? You know, like, how can I just help Catherine? You know, how can I help, you know, Evan? How can I help a client? Like, if I just put myself, like, in front and say, you know, and ask the right questions, like, how can I help you be successful or or attain that growth, then showing that compassion, it'll come back tenfold, you know, and, and, and not having those, those, those ulterior motives or those angles, like, hey, what can I gain from this? Or how much money does this client have? Like, if I don't, if I don't step with that foot, but rather, um, acts of service, mm-hmm. then the karma is, I mean, it's, it's plentiful, you know? And so that I've lived by that. The, the, I know it's not the golden rule, but it's the, one of the golden rules of how I conduct myself personally and professionally. And it, it's worked out for me and all my clients, you know, they love that about me. You know, when, when, when someone calls me the first thing, one in one of the first questions that I always ask is how can I help? Mm-hmm. Like, what can I do? How can I help you? You know? And that's, that's the way I've always been, you know? And and it's kind of, it's worked out and I, I won't change. And that's, that's going to be my motto. And that's going to be my, my uh, method of operation, right? My MO um, until I'm no longer here, you know, cause it's, it's been, it's been great. I had great success with it professionally and personally, you know? So that's just, that's the way I look at life. 
I think there's, um, it's, it's important to be able to talk about that. And I've, I've talked about in the past about how we just want to pay it forward and just keep Mm -hmm. serving and serving others and servant leadership. And, you know, the people at the top of the game that are creating amazing cultures, amazing businesses, the clients are happy. The employees and team members are happy. They're serving other people first and they're asking, how can I help? And, you know, Zig Ziglar talks about, you know, if you help enough other people get what they want, then you'll be able to get what you want. And so I think there's just that constant servant leadership that's in business that the top businesses are doing. They all may be saying they're doing it, but we all know who really is and who's leading because we're all watching. And whether we know it or not, there's somebody watching us all the time, you know, with, mm-hmm. with behaviors and decisions that we make along the way. Um, and you, you, you talk about servant or you kind of lead with, you know, how do you help your clients and, and take care of them? What was, um, I don't know, one of your, I guess, favorite um, um, stories that you might want to share of a client where, you know, you just kind of led with, Hey, how can I help? And it just turned out and we'll bring kind of some karma in there. Well, you know, it just really exceeded what you thought oh, Do you mind was, sharing. Oh yeah. I was, there's so many stories though. I, I really couldn't. I mean, I, you I have guess one maybe just starting out, we'll do yeah. like one starting out and then maybe, you know, one recent that comes to mind. Uh, yeah. So there was a client that, uh, came to me and was kind of pitching this idea. We worked together off and on for the last, you know, he was my first client um, initially. And then he comes and he goes depending on budget and, you know, projects or whatever. But he recently came to me about a year and a half ago and he says, Hey, I'm, I'm thinking about an idea. Like, you know, I want to, I want to create this, this show on YouTube. I want to create content. How could we do it? And and I, I just gave him some ideas and, and without saying, hey, you know, we can do it. We can do this. We can, you know, we can provide this or, you know, it was just more like it was a brainstorm type, no ulterior motive, just. And then that conversation happened. And then about two months later, he came back to me and he was like, hey, are you sitting down? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, I got the green light. Let's do it. Um, I want you to to kind of spearhead it and your team. And, you know, we we've created the content for about a year now um, on YouTube and it's gotten tremendous success. And it's probably over a million views for all the videos that we've created on the show. And um, it, it's it's been a successful project. So without having that like, hey, how can I turn this into a client? but more of how can I help you figure out this problem and brainstorm the idea how logistically it could happen. Then it turned out two months later that he was like, I want you to be a part of it. I want you to spearhead it. I love your ideas. And we've done it for a year now. And it's, it's tremendous. It's an Do you awesome want to plug it in here. Do you want to mention? Oh, name? no, I, 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 I wouldn't want to do that, but uh, it's, it's, you know, it's just one of those things where I am grateful for the opportunity to work with him and continue to work with him. And it's, uh, it's a great experience. So that was just, that's one of the many stories I have, but I've got client we've in seven years of business, we've worked with hundreds of clients and I've got all, you know, I've got success stories, but I also have failure stories. Like, you know, that you can't have success without failure and learning from those lessons. Right. And so, um, 
but I know every day we wake up and we just want to create, we want to help. Um, we want to provide a service and, and we do it to the best of our ability and Carmel will come and take care of the rest. So. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to go there and I'm going to ask about a failure. Um, I was um, working with a group uh, not too long ago and we just kind of follow the group, like what you're saying, you kind of brainstorm. And so we're, we're having a discussion with this group and you can just kind of see that they just equal all failure is just the end of the world. And we've got mm-hmm. to change the way they're thinking. And so we come back and we do this presentation about how do you turn failure into success? And it was very pivotal. It just, it opened up the floodgates for people to realize that wasn't a mistake. I'm just not going to do it again. Or if mm-hmm. this happens again, I'm just going to handle it this way. Um, and you've, your body language, when when you talked about failure, it sounds like there might be a good story or two. And I've, oh, I truly yeah. feel like I hate having to go through it, but I do appreciate the lesson at the end of whatever it is I'm going through. So I'd love to hear from you. Do you have maybe one or two you know, good yeah, failure stories? I, I want to well, I, I go back to I want to go back to my college days because I played Division One and and um, although, you know, that's the highest level of college basketball, I was on a team that we didn't have much success as far as wins and losses. Like our record, we were competitive, but we weren't, we weren't like the, a top tier program, like a, you know, a Duke or a UCLA or something like that. Right. And so, um, but what, what I want to reflect back on is, is my days being an athlete and watching the tape. And it's really hard to watch tape the day after a game where you lost, you know, and, and we were competitive. So we would only lose by like, you know, six, 10 points, a couple free throws at the end, whatever. But um, we were always in the game. And so watching those games the next day, it just was like putting salt on a wound, you know, it just like, it, it just burned. And so I, you know, I carry that with me to this day when I'm in business and, and during my meditation sessions and it's like, it's like watching film, you know, it's going back and it's saying, okay, how could you be better at this? Or where did you, where did you screw up here? Or what could you have done better? You know, asking those self-reflection questions. And, and so um, it's, it's been, it's been a journey, but I think being an athlete and having to go through those experiences as far as watching myself fail and then, you know, living the failure, like I lived that experience of losing the game, but then having to watch it over and seeing it on tape. It's just, it was one of those things where, okay, like how, how can I always improve? And so I've had so many failures, but I, I think the failures have led to to my success. And I'm not the most successful human being in the world either. I'm not going to sit here and claim that I am, right? But um, I know that we do great work. I know that I'm a positive, good human being. And, and I try to, you know, relay that to my team and, and have that part of the mantra of the company, 610 Marketing, and then everything else will take care of itself. I think a lot of us are are lucky because we don't have to make a mistake on tape and then have to watch it again the next day. I think it's bad enough we have to live through it. Now you just gave me like a whole nother perspective. Thank God that wasn't on tape and I have to go watch it the next day. And then you probably have to watch tape over and over and over. over. And you're just like, oh my, it has got to feel 
horrible having yeah. to sit through it. It's it, it it was, and and what's really tough is like you know you you in that moment of the game you can sit because it was we'd watch it the next day right, and so at particular moments in the game I would I could remember what I was thinking at that point in the game, and now I'm watching it on film. Like at one point, and this is just an example, but it's happened several times where I thought I was running hard. You know, I thought I was playing hard, but the truth is in the tape. You watch the tape and I'm not running hard or I'm not, you know, giving it my all at that moment. And, and I can remember, I thought at that time I was, but the, the tape doesn't lie, you know? And so it's, it's a mirror. And a lot of the times it's tough to look yourself in the mirror, you know, especially mm-hmm. after failure, you know? And, and so um, it's just one of those experiences that taught me, you know, you fall down, you pick yourself back up, you know, whatever doesn't, whatever doesn't kill you only makes you stronger, you know? Yeah. And so um, that's, you know, it, 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 it was a great time in my life and it taught me so many things and, and I'm, I'm fortunate for that period of time. Tell me, um, you talk about reflection. Tell me how you're possibly using reflection with your clients today as you work with them. Is that that's part of great, your process? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so I, I like to ask questions like, what have you done before? You know, if, you, if you're hiring 610 marketing or you want to work collaborate with us um there's a reason right um obviously maybe you had a vendor or marketing team prior and they didn't get the job done or it wasn't successful and you know there's so many there's there's a full gambit of reasons why people will hire marketing companies or pr crisis management teams but one of the first questions that we ask, whether it's for the marketing side or the PR, is what have you done in the past? And where have you found success and where have you found failure? And so that self-reflection right there, one, it, it helps us because it, it kind of pinpoints direction of what to avoid and what to do, you know, or where to take the, the, the campaign. But two, it also allows the client to just say, hey, maybe I wasn't, you know, kind of like going back to my example, maybe I wasn't running as hard as I thought I was, or maybe I wasn't playing as as hard as I thought I was. And that, that's just, you know, referring back to that example, right? But, um, you know, it, it it's one of those, it's a, it's a tough question to ask the client because, you know, they are your client and you, you want to make them, uh, you want to have the campaign be as successful and have the client as happy as possible. Right. But it's, it's a great, excuse me. It's a great starting question to, to springboard from, to, to have that successful campaign because you can't learn from, you can learn from success, but your, your best lessons come from failure, mm-hmm. you know? And so that's, I, I, you know, that's, that's all I got on that one. So yeah, we <laughs> definitely, we definitely reflect with clients and, and it's definitely a part of the process, the onboarding process of, of creating successful campaign. I love that. Okay. So as, as I kind of begin to wrap up marketing, oh, is it's going so fast. Like I, I could be here another three hours. Like, this is amazing. You're awesome. This is why I love the show. 
it's, it's fun. And I appreciate you being here. So as, as, as I'm thinking about this marketing and business, everything, it's just constantly changing. Even basketball years ago, it's not even like what it used to be with technology and everything else. So in your business, I mean, I think marketing changes every day. Something changes. It might be the algorithm. It might be, you just don't know. Do you see any um, trends or do you see anything, you know, working with people that, that you're just kind of like, you know, that's, that's pretty impactful. Or maybe you feel like you're on the cutting edge of something that maybe you're seeing in this world of marketing that you're in right now that you would like to share. I'm so glad you asked that. Um, AI, Mm. artificial intelligence is going to change the space, not just for marketing agencies, but for everything. I mean, chat GBT, which is a hot topic right now, which is, I think they had the most, uh, users sign up in 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 a 30 day like they broke records i think it was over millions of people signed up for a chat gbt account chat gbt and artificial intelligence you can design websites you can write content you can write code i mean it is it is is a phenomenal tool and it's going to change everything like the when I say everything, it's going to change everything. And companies right now are trying to get on like Google's perform, you know, creating their AI tool, um, chat GBT, Microsoft. I mean, being like, it's, it's, it's the wild, wild West right now. And, And so I, I would say it's like when the internet first started the craze of everyone what is the internet, you know, mm-hmm. chat GBT and artificial intelligence, not just chat GBT, but artificial intelligence is, is that tool right now. Okay. So if there's somebody listening and then they're not in the world of marketing, like you are, can you explain chat GDP, GDT? And can you also explain what's that mean to you as somebody with 610 marketing? Well, yeah, so it, it's going to help. So artificial intelligence, you know, it's not like the, the what is that movie Terminator with Arnold Schwarzenegger, yeah. where, you know, it was the, the machines end up taking over. So they send to take John Connor or whatever, right? But it's not like that. It, imagine it like uh, artificial intelligence is your phone. If you put your phone on the desk and it just sat there, it's just, it's a paperweight. You can't do anything with your phone except it just sit there, right? But if you turn it on and you start texting and you start calling people and answering emails, now it's a tool. Well, artificial intelligence is like that phone. It's a tool. So it's not going to take over the world, but it's going to, you know, um, what is the word I'm looking for? It is going to provide outlets and a platform for efficiency, you know, where, you know, you can write email content in, in minutes versus having somebody do it, take a whole half day. You know, it's just one of those things. It's, it's going to make a lot of lives a lot easier, you know, so that's the the most simplistic way I can say it. It's 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 a tool, and it's going to change a lot of people's businesses and lives for the better. 
That's exciting. Okay. So yeah. if someone is interested and they want to learn more about you, the work that you're doing, um, can you share your contact information? And then if you have any, anything else going on, you'd of like to share? Of course. Yeah. So um, I, we're, we're so grateful that, that we're on the show. And, and like I told you, we're offering a free business brand audit uh, for any of your listeners. You can reach us at 610marketing.com. Um, that's the number 610marketing.com. Or you can email us at info at 610marketing.com. And what we'll do is we'll do a complimentary brand audit. And we just kind of review what you've got going on as far as a website, SEO, social media, um, reputation management, things that, you know, you can improve on. Um, and it's totally complimentary for, for any of your listeners. And so, yeah, you can reach us at 610marketing.com or info at 610marketing.com. We'd be lo- we, we would be grateful to have any of your listeners. Thank you. Thank you. So um, not just sports clientele, right? It's, it's open to. Oh yeah. To it's, yeah. We, we work with, uh, we work with athletes, but we also work with uh, medium-sized companies or businesses. Um, we've got clients that we've gotten in, into Forbes. I mean, there's, we do a whole gamut of anything digital PR related. We can do it. That's fantastic. All right. Yeah. Thank you so much. Matt Palmquist, you are the founder of 610 Marketing, found on the web at 610marketing.com. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much, Catherine. It's, I'm blessed to be here and I'm a real fan of the show and I'm really, really excited to see how your, your, your show has grown. So thank you for having me. Thank you. My team and I just want to say thank you for tuning in to the Business Vitality Podcast. We really appreciate you being here. If you know of another leader, another CEO, a founder who has another success story that they are willing to share and be able to pay it forward, we would love to highlight their stories on this podcast. You can find more information at katherinecanty.com. And in the meantime, if you could take a minute and rate this show, that would be super helpful because that's going to allow more people like you to find us in order to continue to pay it forward. Again, if you need to learn any additional information, we are happy to help. You can find us more at katherinecanty.com. You can also find us on LinkedIn with my name, Katherine Canty. Thanks so much for being here.